Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Lots of amazing fathers and grandfathers and, and as we know, kids learn by example as much or more so than what we say. And I uh, remember reading this, the story of the, this uh, family walking on the beach and the dad's taking his nice big steps and here's about a three-year-old kid trying to jump from one footstep in the sand to the other and just not quite making it. Mum says, what are you doing? He says, I just want to walk in dad's footsteps and be like my dad. And what a powerful thought that is. There's something happening with children and fathers. I want to read a couple of verses and just share a short Father's Day message today. All those sausages. Wow. <laughs> Ephesians 3.14 says, For this reason I kneel before in heaven and on earth derives its name. And what does name mean? It speaks of identity, belonging, your nature. And so our Heavenly Father, Jesus, to bring heaven to earth, and now His Holy Spirit carries that truth. So He's there to reveal the Father's love, character, identity for all of our lives. And that's why it's so powerful. I've watched men on their journey of life trying to work out where God fits. And when they surrender their heart to the Lord, they start to find a settledness in their spirit because He gives us identity, helps us know who we are. It goes on and says, I pray that out of His glorious riches He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than we all we ask or imagine, according to His power that is at work within us, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever Amen. God loves families. The enemy is out to destroy households and families, to tear down marriage, to tear down the identity of fathers and fatherhood. But Jesus has come to reveal the Father, the Holy Spirit revealing the truth of who our Father God is. And I was reading through the um, Word for Today and it had a really powerful some concepts here, and I wanted to grab them and just add my own flavor to them, but it's, it's about a father's blessing in the Bible. A father's blessing. There's something that happens when a father prays a prayer of blessing. There's something gets released and a protection and a strength that God's put within men. Women have the amazing gift of nurture, of love, of compassion, of patience, all the incredible gifts, and together it reveals God's kingdom. But there's something about the father's voice and heart that has been trying to be robbed from our society by the, the kingdom of darkness. And men have lost a lot of their confidence. So in um, Hebrews 11.20 it says, By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. The story of Isaac praying, as he's getting old, he prays blessing on his two sons. In the Passion Version it says, The power of faith prompted Isaac to impart a blessing to his sons, Jacob and Esau concerning their prophetic destinies. I wrote down, every child needs their father's blessing 
and every father should speak words of blessing to them. When Isaac blessed his sons, he was speaking with divinely given authority, not just out of sentiment or favoritism. There's something powerful happens. And uh, by Hebrew custom, a father's blessing had four key aspects. Number one, there was a meaningful touch. Genesis 27, 22, Jacob went close to his father Isaac and touched him. Genesis 27, 26, then his father Isaac said to him, come here my son and kiss me. A father's touch involves, a father's blessing involves physical touch. One psychologist said we all need at least five hugs a day. I'm not sure whether they counted five. I think some people want more. Some people are happy with less. But there's something about hugs that speak of love and acceptance. And sadly, because of abuse and torment and agendas that have been distorted, so many people now have had to pull back to play the safe thing and a lot of people are dying for a, just a hug. A hug without agendas except I love and accept you. And it's so sad, you know, that it's for a child and say, hey, it's going to be okay, but now they're going to be careful because they'll be accused of something. And it's so sad, the enemy's tried to rob and destroy this meaningful touch that we are created to have. And dads especially, hug your kids. Sons, they get older, slap them on the back, say, you're a champion, mate. You know, do whatever. There's something about appropriate physical touch that speaks of love, acceptance, and life. And it's part of the Father's blessing. And we need to be reminded of that and know how to do that appropriately, without agendas, and make it safe for everyone. But don't pull back from physical touch in an appropriate way because it's so powerful. And we see it's awesome. A father's blessing included the laying on of hands, a kiss, an embrace of love and acceptance. Jesus also knew the importance of this. Mark 10, 16. And Jesus took the children in his arms, places his hands upon them and blessed them. Because he understood the power of a meaningful touch that communicates love and identity and acceptance. And uh, my dad didn't know how to do this very well. And so... When I became a dad, it, my dad was an awesome guy, I loved Jesus, but I've shared before, I discovered, I think Mary Lynn helped discover, isn't it amazing when the wife or husband comes in a family, they find all the secrets that you don't know and you haven't seen. And sadly, I discovered that my dad had been conceived out of wedlock and uh, his mum's um, uncles came with a shotgun and said, you marry her because you've defiled her. And so he did, that's where the word shotgun wedding came, they used to actually bring shotguns and force people to say, we shoot you if you don't marry the one that you've defiled. And so they got married and lived a reasonably happy life, but he took it out on my dad when he was born, and so my dad was treated not well, not well. And so he didn't know how to give emotional love and how to do physical touch properly because he'd been, sadly, had the wrong experience. And I remember as, as I got older, my dad softened and he learnt to put his arm around me and, and, and to hug me. And the first time I ever heard him say the words, I love you, was the day I did my mum's funeral. 
He didn't know how to say it. He, he showed it in all of his life. He provided for us. He took us to church for us. He did everything else, but he didn't know how to do that part because that had been robbed from him. But towards the end of his life. And so when I became a dad, I had to learn how to do that because I hadn't been taught how to in my emotions and that I wasn't sure how to do that. Marilyn came from a very huggy, feely family, so that helped, helped a lot, you know. <laughs> had, had lots of sisters and, uh, and so we learned that. But So no matter what your upbringing... When you let God in, he teaches you how to do it better. That's the, that's the story, not to feel sorry for me. It's about that I just chose. I'm not going to stay back from it. It was still a bit awkward at times, but I've got better at it as I've got older. And I want to encourage you, no matter what upbringing you've had or what haven't worked out well for you in your endeavours to be a father or a mother or nurturing or caring for others, if you haven't had your own children like we heard Jamie and Bridie just adopted lots of people into their world. And God wants us to understand the power of a meaningful hug or a touch. And I believe today, such expression of love still bless children's hearts when they get them from their dad. There's something that is powerful. A mum's hugs are awesome, but there's something of identity and acceptance that comes from a father hug because that's the way God's designed it. And he can fill those gaps if they're not available. Secondly, a second way of a father's blessing was words of affection. Before blessing Jacob, his father Isaac said to him, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. To a person who's brought up in the city, these words might seem a bit unusual, but not to Isaac's sons. Isaac, who loved nature, was saying, That's my boy, a country boy, a hunter, a man's man like his dad. He couldn't have spoken more affirming words to his son. I was brought up in a farm, so I understand the power of these. Fathers, make sure your words are not demeaning or insensitive. Speak words that say, I love you, I believe in you, I'm proud of you, and I'll always be here for you. The power of encouragement is so awesome. And I've never heard anyone that's died from too much encouragement. I've heard some people that are withered inside because of not enough encouragement, or, or cutting words, or judging words, and we've all been the victim of those and we've also seen the power of encouragement to one another in the family of God and what a gift we have as Christians to the to the world as families not perfect but just learning how to do it more and more releasing the father's blessing thirdly the power of prayer Isaac was a farmer and look how he prayed for his sons in Genesis 27 28 may God give you heaven's due and abundance of grain and new wine. Sons were farmers, so he's praying blessing on all of their, what they do. If your kids are uh, doctors or nurses or they're studying or whatever their mechanics, pray blessing on what they are and what they do. That's what's in, encouraged here. The power of praying. Fathers, have you heard? Fathers, have your children heard you praying for them to succeed in life? Something happens when they hear you praying for them. And it really is quite powerful. Maybe they've heard critical words that have come from our mouths when we were frustrated or impatient or overloaded. I think, how could you be so silly or stupid? You'll never amount to anything. Sadly, those words have come from parents' lips sometimes out of frustration or their own wounds of their soul's lives. But how do you come with words of life and hope. If you've said those things, it's okay to apologize and ask for forgiveness. 
Say, forgive me. I remember I had to apologize to our kids a few times. And uh, Stephen was, he's not here, so I can blame him. He was the, the really strong-willed one. And I remember when he was about 14 or 15, 15 he was, he wanted to go and stay with some friends and, and we didn't think it was an appropriate place to go. And he just kept pushing the button. So I just burst out, you're grounded for six months. And then I thought about, how's that going to work, you know? <laughs> and after a few, few minutes, we thought, well, we better talk this one through, you know? And sometimes we say stuff that we don't really mean, but then you've got to work it through. And uh, the power of blessing. And then it creates opportunities to talk about God and His name and His nature and blessing. What a powerful thing, a father's prayer of blessing over his family. And lastly, the blessing of releasing a vision of a great future for your children. Speak hope into people's lives. The person with the most hope has the most influence in our families, in our workplace, in our community. If you carry hope and speak hope and live a hopeful life, people will want to hang around you. Like Tim said, they want to hang around generous people. They want to hang around people that speak hope and life. Hey, it's tough now, but I believe with God's help, we can see a breakthrough. We can see blessing. We can see some change happening in our worlds. Proverbs 29, 18 says, Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. School teachers and counsellors often grieve over the lack of vision and hope for the future amongst many students. Many of today's children see nothing ahead of them but family breakdown, economic gloom, unemployment and difficult times. They need someone to believe in them, to assure that they can succeed and live happy lives, to know their best days are ahead of them. Isaac prayed for their future success, for their rise to prominence. Parents, children need you to motivate them in the right direction. And how do you do it? By example, by words, by attitudes by honesty, by praying for them. We all know the five love languages. Quality time, encouragement and love and physical touch. No matter what relationship you're in, we all respond primarily in one or two of those ways. They're all meaningful and there's others, but that's a summary of how we respond to, uh, to love and being loved. And in all of our friendships, relationships, if it's not connecting, you can, you can be saying, I love you lots. But if their language is acts of service, you do a kind deed for them, they'll feel loved like that. Or if their language is wor words and you're doing lots of actions and they're just not getting it, Lord, show me how to love people with the way they respond and understand because that's how God loves us. Isn't it amazing? It ticks our boxes. If He knows your la language is gifts, Guess what? He'll regularly just stir people to give you gifts and you think, wow, I feel loved. Or if they're words of encouragement, how often someone will just send you a text the right moment that you need it because he understands how we receive and give love. And that's a beautiful way in families we can learn. In a church family, we can learn that. Just to wrap it up today, I want to encourage you, like Jamie and Bridie, they've learned to be spiritual parents to a whole lot of other people. Maybe you're at a season of life where you don't have children, you've never had your own children, or they've grown up or they're not around. You can be a spiritual mum and dad to so many people. I look at our awesome transformations, men and women that come into our church. Some of them just need a spiritual mum or dad or a granddad to know that you're praying. Every time you see them say, I've been praying for you this week, that's all you've got to say sometimes. And that 
is the difference thinking, hey, I can make it. I can make it. How powerful is that? And I love our church because we've got people of all ages, all nationalities, all backgrounds. Some in business, some in all sorts of places, but we're here to share and grow and learn. I want to say, keep doing it. Keep reaching out and taking those moments to connect. So that Father's blessing, I want to pray a prayer of a Father's blessing over us as a church today. A meaningful touch. Words of affection or encouragement. The power of a prayer of faith over their lives. And releasing and creating a vision of hope for the future. That's four ways you can release a Father's blessing over one another's lives and especially for the dads here the blessing that comes with that let's stand in his presence let's just take a couple of moments before we finish our service day I just feel his incredible love here today as Matt and Rachel were singing that song and they lead our worship ministry in an amazing way and we thank them for their leadership and the team and right now for some here, Father's Day is a challenging day because your dad's not here or maybe he's not a Christian or it wasn't a good relationship. But I just know how amazing our God, our God is. On a Father's Day, I reflect and take a moment to think of my, my dad and other father figures in my life. I just say, thank you, thank you, Lord. Maybe it's good if you're able to contact and thank the father figures that have been in your life or still are. Send them a text or a gift. Your real dads, just honour them because something powerful happens. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.